Hi there, welcome back. Um, uh, this is Coping with Infertility, our IVF journey. I'm Paul. I'm Tina, and this is episode two. This is about getting our daughter Evie. Yep. Um, well, Evie's now, what, four years old, and she's going to be... She's four, she turns five in April. April. So it, it's time has raced by. Um, and no matter how naughty she can be at times, mm-hmm. uh, we keep on reminding ourselves how lucky we are to have her. Um, and she's aware, we've made her very aware of, you know, how she came about. We've got this lovely little book called... Uh, I'm Special. I'm Special. And it's got, you know, just some of the doctors and, and, and how uh, she was conceived. Not too much information. No, it's though. in the kiddie version. It's kind yeah, of like mummy and daddy down. wanted a baby and they tried really hard and they tried mm-hmm. and tried and it didn't work. So they mm-hmm. went to see um, a doctor at this clinic and he put a little bit mm-hmm. of mummy and mm-hmm. a little bit of daddy in mummy's tummy. Mm-hmm. So yeah, real simple kind of words, but... Yeah, so we, I think we finally, we'd been waiting a while, we finally got a diagnosis. I think our IVF came up in 2009, in about, I think it must have been about July, we started with the needles. And um, I've never been really scared of needles, but I don't particularly give them to myself. Blood tests, I don't watch when they're happening. So Paul was the master mm-hmm. of needles. They're quite long, weren't they? they I was were thinking, geez, they're going. You know, if you if you stabbed someone with a knife that was that long, they'd be in serious trouble. I think yeah, a needle for some reason it doesn't. I, yeah, it's all, the, and they give you a sharps container. I think that always got me too. Like it was like, okay, we've actually got a needle bin that we have to dump mm, our needles mm. in every day. Um, but yeah, the ne- I mean, the needles were became a part of life, and it was quite. Um, you know, you've, it's quite isolating when you find out you have to have IVF and you don't know anyone in your own sort of world that's doing it. And um, I think the needles, you know, we you had to do them at certain times of the day. We did them in morning and night. And you knew that, you know, at 7 o'clock you had to do your needles. So, um, yeah, it kind of um, made us very, you know, for a while we were just all about that, really. Mm. It's quite obsessive. We, what we did do is we kind of, we kind of jumped ahead here because... One of the first things we had to do was go into the clinic and get, um, we talked about it briefly in the um, last episode, of getting the right sperm. So we had to go in and... Uh, we didn't get the right sperm then. No, no, but we. I went in there lots of times to do samples and we had to race in there with a sample. And get oh it yeah, in that there was quite funny that time because you have to keep yeah. it in... Um Room temperature. And the first time we decided, we lived forty-five minutes away from the mm, clinic. We're nowhere near the hospital. Or... And we were told you had to get it in there by forty-five minutes. So we tried one day doing the sample at home, and you know you're so fearful you're going to miss any, and mm, you have to keep it mm. warm down your top to get it safely there. So we took a sample in there, and then after a while, when Paul was that, there was nothing. They couldn't find any sperm in that sample to be that was able to be used. So um, when he was taking them in fortnightly, he just went up to the clinic in the end. And, and did it there, um, but Those, actually we the, the ne- rooms the rooms are quite old fashioned because um, now nowadays you'd expect to have some sort of a computer in there or something, but with uh, some material with for some, with some videos or something, but, but it's all not. old style <laughs> magazines in a drawer and it's uh, yeah and there's a um, there's a lazy boy chair which yeah. is really funny. I always wanted to know what it was like in there. They never <laughs> let us in, but Paul would always describe it to me. Yeah. Um, so we actually never managed to get a sample before the actual IVF. So um, we just were hoping that, you know, Paul's sample had increased enough to find them on the day, although they did threaten to cut, um, to do TSE, which is to cut his testicles open and, and sort of extract them, which mm. he was most not happy about that. Yeah, but I actually felt myself fainting. He did. He was the funniest thing. I could, ta- I could take anything else, you know, and I could, I could donate a kidney or something, but just that, that just made me feel quite faint. Yeah, yeah. He, but um, I suppose would have done it. 
Um, so yeah, I think so. We you know we did injections for probably about for a month or something, mm-hmm. and um, and then we went in for egg collection day, and they managed to get twelve eggs. Mm, which was amazing, wasn't it, really? Because yeah, a lot of people really were getting good. two, three... I was 35, oh, I was 35, nearly 36 at the time. and So, yeah, we got a good good haul. And the best thing was that they managed to find sperm on that day and they managed to get um, a sperm for each egg. So I think they fertilised, I think they got, you know, they fertilised those 12 eggs and nine fertilised. So we had nine babies on day three. And then they decided they looked really good, so we'll try and grow them to day five. And on that day five, we had four left. So, yeah, we had one put back in, and that became our AV. Yeah, and it was like, um, because you were going through 100 million um, pregnancy test kits every week. No, well... You were buying, I think you were were basically providing income for all the families. Well, I think, you know, and it is true, but the thing for me was that we couldn't get pregnant naturally at all. We'd been told that. And so when you're doing IVF, it was like the only time that I might be pregnant. So I had to, you know, use up my year's worth of the year before not ever bothering. So, yeah, I did buy lots of pregnancy tests. But it was cool because I go a bit loopy in that two-week wait. But um, so one day I was waking up, I was awake at three in the morning or something, so I did a test then, and that's when I first found out that I was pregnant. It was really ridiculous in the middle of the night, and um, I was so excited and just burst into tears. But I managed to sort of I'd bought a little onesie with that had um, something about best daddy on it or something and a book, and so I managed to sort of lay it all out with the pregnancy test and the onesie and the and the daddy book, so that when Paul woke up, he actually did get a surprise, because there's not much surprises in IVF you kind of know what's going mm-hmm. on and it's all taken and away dates from you and everything, it's all scientific it? and stuff but so that was cool that he still got a surprise that was fun I yeah, enjoyed it was, doing that it was a very good surprise very good surprise yeah we had an awesome pregnancy we had an amazing obstetrician um, tell us about how um, uh, it was all done um, through the one cycle because in New Zealand we oh, get yeah. we get one free uh, government cycle of IVF because, um, well, people who meet certain requirements and, and the con- sperm condition that Paul had um, meant that we met those requirements. So we um, had all of the, the um, costs of the treatment and the cycle and the medication was all covered on a government funded. So um, those four embryos that were created, they are government funded and we are, the government will pay to have them all used and put back in our body. Um, all paid for by the government, so no matter how long it takes, which was just such a blessing. So, yeah, we got pregnant with Evie. Um, we should do is put a link to the um, with this, if, if we can somehow wrangle it, put a link with this podcast to the actual video of Evie. I think it's called Evie Begins, isn't it? Yeah, it happens? is, yeah. And that's got Evie's pregnancy. And it's, it's kind of right from when we first get... Um, the first scan all the way through, the, through yeah. to the end. That was is... amazing. That heartbeat scan, mm. you know, was just so special. And then when we found out it was a girl, I'd always wanted a girl, so that was so exciting. Yeah, the whole, it was just a whirlwind. I was very, we were very nervous at the end, you know. We'd sort of, it had been so many years by then, maybe four years since we started trying. And um, I really was worried that something was going to go wrong in the birth or you know, like, were we really going to get our dream come true? Something we'd tried for so long. So, yeah, that was a magical day, the day she was born. Hmm, hmm. 
And then, of course, um, we moved on to our um, next child. But we'll talk about that in the next podcast. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, um, once again, thank you for listening in. And um, we'll catch up with you on the next podcast. Bye for now.